Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Drink the water. Seems like a simple thing, but that is what residents of East Palestine, Ohio are demanding of their government officials. Drink the water and prove it is safe. Residents have complained about rashes, about headaches, about nausea. Two weeks after a train carrying vinyl chloride derailed in this town of about 5,000 people. Well, how bad is it right now and what's going on? Well, for the latest on this, we're joined now by Reggie Giacchini, our global Washington correspondent. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. So what is the situation like right now for that town? Well, I mean, look, as you just said, uh, officials uh, from uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, both federally and at the state level, uh, are telling residents that the air is safe to breathe, the water is safe to drink, uh, but there are concerns. There is uh, a bit of unease amongst these residents who have been told that they can come home. As you mentioned, there are some people that are complaining uh, of, of ailments that they have suffered over the last two weeks after uh, these you know, chemicals were not only released into the atmosphere via the derailment, but also from the controlled burn. And there is a growing bit of skepticism when it comes to the federal response to this, because there are members from within this community saying, look, we need uh, more to be done. We need the White House to act. But the White House is not acting. And why is that? So what kind of help are they getting? So, look, uh, you know, I say the White House isn't acting and they're not acting in that a declaration uh, of disaster has not been made. But the White House is providing assistance by way of the Centers for Disease Control and Health and Human Services uh, and the Environmental Protection Agency. All of them are kind of using a multi-pronged approach to deal with this. But FEMA is not being fully activated by the White House for a couple of different reasons. Number one, this doesn't meet the legal requirements under the Stafford Act for a disaster to be declared. But number two, that can only happen if the governor of the state makes that request of the White House. And that hasn't happened yet. We heard Mike DeWine uh, late last week uh, into Saturday morning saying that they've filed the paperwork and they will reserve the rights just in case they need FEMA. But because FEMA usually goes out to natural disasters and this is a man-made chemical crisis, they don't feel that FEMA might be the best to deal with this. So ultimately, you have a federal response that is falling short in the eyes of some residents and residents who are saying, look, both the federal government, the state level and the train operator need to be doing something more for us. Yeah. What do we know about the state, the train operator at this point? Well, so look, Norfolk Southern, uh, it's interesting, in January held a an earnings call uh, with shareholders and they acknowledged that they have seen accidents and incidents within their own company increase over the last four years. It's also worth pointing out here that during the Trump administration, there were lobbying efforts underway, including from Norfolk Southern, to roll back some legislation linked to train safety, including uh, increasing the number of crews that would be on a train. So ultimately, you have 
have profits superseding safety here. The company was in East Palestine, uh, Palestine last week. They did not go to um, uh, kind of a community meeting. Rather, they met with local officials, fearful of what kind of retribution they might get or retaliation uh, might be there. They are giving $1,000 to each resident who has been impacted as an inconvenience fee, but there are some people who may not be able to ever return home, and there are calls here for Norfolk Southern to do far more. And I understand they're also, they've been doing testing or not testing, I guess, some of the the wildlife in the area, right? Yeah, I mean, look, well, wildlife has, has kind of taken bore the, the biggest brunt of this. There are thousands upon thousands of fish and animals have already died because of uh, the initial spill and how this impacted the waterway, even though they say the water uh, is free. You know, there's only so much testing they'll be able to do of, of, you know, what's not the air and the water in and around that site. But ultimately here, the fact that you had these noxious fumes and chemicals released into the air, they're saying that things are okay, and they say that testing is going to continue. That may, you know, it may not sit well with these residents who say, look, there could be things in the walls in our house now. There could be things yeah. that are latched onto the soft surfaces in and around this community that could pose problems down the road. So ultimately, you have the state saying, look, we're doing what we can. We also uh, have the federal government saying that we are going to stay with you. But these residents are saying, look, you can stand with us all you want, but that might not be enough. And we don't feel safe and they don't know what they can do next. Reggie, is this story starting to gain more traction in the United States now? Because I know that it felt like it wasn't high up enough the first time I read about it. I thought, well, this is horrific, but it wasn't getting enough attention. Well, I mean, look, it's been more than two weeks that this happened. And while it has been in the news, obviously, it depends on what the cycle is. It depends on what goes on. I think what this is doing, though, is drawing a closer attention to train safety around the United States. This is not the first derailment. Obviously, we hear Norfolk Southern saying that they've had an increase uh, in incidents over the last four years. There have been a significant number of train derailments over the last several years, many of them having um, an impact on the environment. So there is um, a push here to try and get lawmakers to do more when it comes to rail safety. What they find themselves, though, is up against the lobby. Uh, And if the lobby pushes back or spends enough money, that can keep safety, you know, second here or at least back on the back burner and then these things don't kind of come back to the news until the next derailment happens which starts that conversation of what could we have done to stop this it's the same thing when it comes to gun violence it's in the news when it happens it kind of takes a back burner and then when it happens again the conversation is well what are we supposed to do exactly these residents i'm sure feel like they've been left alone on this Uh, reggie thank you Thank you. That's Reggie Giacchini, our global Washington correspondent, bringing us up to date on that train derailment. And really, it was the train derailment and the chemicals and then the controlled burn or so-called controlled burn that they did afterwards that caused this kind of toxic cloud to hang over this town of 5,000 people, which is really what led people to be evacuated and then allowed back home. But they're saying there's like thousands of dead fish in the streams. There's concerns about wildlife. And honestly, I don't blame the residents at all for saying, I'm not drinking this water. Like they need to know it is uh, healthy for them to do so. And so that is still happening. Apparently residents there are also now hiring their own testing because they're saying they don't they don't believe what they are actually being told. Uh, there's some residents who say, listen, they've, they've seen air monitoring teams come in, but they don't feel like they're staying long enough to really get a good measurement about what is going on there. So now they're hiring independent contractors 
to find out why they're still getting this smell inside and outside in their community. I mean, there's a lot of mistrust going on right near right now between residents and not just Norfolk Southern, but also the state government and local officials. And it's just a very, very messy, awful situation uh, for residents in that community. It's terrible there. We'll continue to uh, follow that story.